Welcome to the Blaze Podcast, put together by Blaze Incorporated. My name is Onyema Udeze. Africa, with its expansive landscapes and formidable animal life, the world's second largest continent, is filled with natural fishes such as Victoria Falls, Baldwin, Zambia, and Zimbabwe, source of lake dunes in Namibia, the Table Mountain in South Africa, Lake Malawi, Zanzibar Archipelago in Tanzania, Sahara Dunes in Morocco. Renzori Mountain bordering Uganda and the Democratic Republic of Congo, Lake Rudba in Senegal, and so much more. Africa also has so many historical landmarks, such as the Pyramids of Giza in Egypt, City Baal in Tunisia, as well as religious monuments, such as the Jenny Mosque in Mali, archaeological sites such as Gonda in Ethiopia, parks such as Serengeti National Park in Tanzania, and so much more. Africa has such a rich cultural heritage, a burgeoning youth population with a total population of 1.37 billion. Despite our inspiring destinations, culture and traditions, Africa has a good share of the least developed destinations in the world too. In the past few decades, there has been a massive urbanization in Africa. Unfortunately, this urbanization has not been accompanied by the industrial growth and the structural transformation that has occurred in other regions not the same level of income. For example, Sub-Saharan Africa reached 40% urban in 2013, with a gross domestic product GDP per capita of $1,018, whereas East Asia and Pacific reached the same level of urbanization in 1994 at $3,717 GDP per capita. By 2050, Africa is projected to reach 1.2 billion urban dwellers, an urbanization level of 58% and an average density of 79 persons per square kilometer. The continental population is projected to overtake Europe, South America, and North Americas combined within the next decade. Africa is expected to undergo the most rapid urbanization in the world from 2020 to 2050. While Cairo, Kinshasa, and Lagos are the only African megacities today, Dar es Salaam, Johannesburg, and Luanda will follow suit by 2030, according to a World Bank 2015 study. So these are some unique peculiarities of Africa. Coming down to the construction sector, there has been a leap in digital transformation globally in the past few decades. One of the most discussed trends both in academia and the industry today is building information modeling, BIM. Despite the numerous barriers that BIM has faced in different parts of the world, just like every new technology or process, it appears to have come to stay. But the real question is, why BIM? The built sector has remained largely conservative for as far back as you can date it. The delivery process of the built asset is typically replete with so many wastes, missed deadlines, and exceeded budgets. The sector has one of the lowest profit margins despite being a $10 trillion industry. And all this is traceable to a lack of collaboration and coordination among the stakeholders involved in a typical construction project. So being provides the promise to bridge these gaps through a technology-based process that harmonizes the inputs of all the parties involved through a deliberately planned execution process. The National Institute of Building Sciences NIBS defined BIM as a digital representation of the physical and the functional characteristics of a facility that serves as a shared knowledge resource for information about a facility, forming a reliable basis for decisions during its life cycle from inception onwards. Hence, BIM is becoming adopted and even mandated globally. How about in Africa? So let's have a look at some statistics from the African BIM Report 2020 that was put together by BIM Africa Initiative. 
Firstly, being the maiden version of the report, the survey was only completed and returned by about 500 respondents out of millions of professionals in the peace sector across the continent. And this simply attests to the relatively low comprehension of the BIM process across the continent. Out of the respondents, 40% produced 3D digital models, while 34% produced 2D digital drawings that are not generated from 3D models. 90% of the respondents have heard about BIM, but only 45% have adopted BIM for projects in the organizations. Among the respondents who mentioned that BIM has been adopted within the organizations, only about 30% have had a full implementation of BIM for their projects, whereas about 21% and 12% of firms have partially or fully outsourced BIM for their projects, respectively. The study shows that there is a balanced level of production of 3D to drawings and 3D to models among the respondents, and only about 15% have used a model from the start to the end of a project, while 45% have worked collaboratively in design, while less than 30% have shared models with team members within and outside the organization. A majority, which is over 70% of the respondents, strongly agree that using BIM results in operation and maintenance savings. And 40% strongly agree that BIM is not complete unless specifications are linked to the digital model. While 5% strongly recommended the need for proprietary BIM objects and product manufacturers instead of generic BIM models. And about 70% strongly agree that the adoption of BIM across the African continent is slow while clamoring for a government intervention to speed up the process. Over 90% trust what they hear about BIM. About 16% and 23% of respondents currently utilize BIM in all or majority of their projects, respectively. A majority of the respondents strongly agree that adopting BIM will increase the speed of project delivery and profitability, improve the coordination of construction documents, and make participating in international projects much more easier, among so many others. So with all these insights from the 2020 African BIM report, what then are the major barriers and drivers towards BIM adoption in Africa? So for this, let's have a look at another research conducted by engineer Dr. Mansu Hamadama. This research was also completed in 2020. The study analyzed the barriers and drivers to BIM adoption in the Nigerian construction industry from adopters and non-adopters' perspectives to allow an informed decision in developing a strategy for macro BIM adoption in Nigeria. So just like the African BIM report, the sample size for the study was quite small as the study's subject awareness was low. So the study used a mixture of purposeful sampling and a snowball method in the sampling and data collection procedure. So from the study, the proportion of users to awareness of BIM in Nigeria has increased from 28% against 72%, to 54% against 46% between 2017 and 2018. 14 barriers and 10 drivers were identified from the literature review and 5 Likert scale was used for the measurement of respondents' perception and a relative importance index was used to rank perceptions. Further evaluation was carried out in comparing the perception of those that have adopted BIM and those that have not. Ranking and scoring of barriers and drivers amongst adopters and non-adopters was nearly 50-50, which is 50% percentage disagreement and 50% percentage agreement. So this suggests that the adopters are still at the early stage of BIM adoption in Nigeria. In the end, the common and significant barriers to both the adopters and non-adopters are the following. First is the lack of standardization and protocols. And second is lack of expertise within the organizations. Third is industry's cultural resistance. Fourth is lack of additional project finance to support BIM. Fifth is lack of client demand. Sixth is lack of expertise within the project team. 
and seventh is lack of government policies eight is lack of collaboration among stakeholders and ninth is reluctance of team members to share information so these are the identified barriers on the other hand the common and most significant drivers to boost the adopters and non-adopters are the following first is the availability of trained professionals to handle the tools and second is proof of cost savings by its adoption third is clients interest in the use of beam in their projects and fourth is enabling environment within the industry fifth is awareness of the technology and industry stakeholders sixth is cooperation and commitment of professional bodies to its implementation and seventh is beam software affordability so it's obvious that the beauty sector in africa still has a long way to go as regards it to transformation these identified barriers need to be resolved what identified drivers need to be encouraged to formulate an effective beam adoption framework in africa this is the overview of the beam journey of africa as we've seen there have been some progress in the past few years but there's also a lot of work that needs to be done to catch up with other parts of the world as regards beam and digital transformation generally across africa as an underexposed market Africa's story podcast series aims to bring the African market to the forefront. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to click the subscribe button from whatever platform you tune in. Also, visit www.blazeme.com, www.blazemy.com to access our other content. You can also check out my page www.unyema.me, www.onyema.me to access my other content. To support a future episode of this podcast, you can reach us at hello at placeinc.net. Hello at placeinc.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blaze Podcast. I'll see you in some other episode.